Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another season of the Get Informed podcast. I'm your host, as always, Tom. And with me, I have two very special guests, two really good friends of mine, uh, Mia and Tisha. Uh, Ladies, do you want to introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Tisha. I'm from New York. And currently, I'm going to school for medical technology in upstate New York. And medical technology is pretty much just laboratory work. I can be looking at blood films and like seeing people's blood cells and seeing what diseases they have. And then some hobbies of mine are playing video games such as League of Legends or Dead by Daylight. And recently I started getting into doing my nails and doing some nail art. That's super cool. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, Tom, thanks for having both of us on the podcast because the, what we're talking about today is just like super important to me. Um, I'm Mia, by the way, and I went to school for animal science. I studied at Cornell University. Um, I was a zookeeper for a couple of years, and now I'm a dog trainer. I really love animals, um, but on the side, gaming is like my number one hobby. Um, I also cosplay and do art sometimes. Um, some of my favorite video games are all on my arm. I have a huge tattoo sleeve. That's still a work in progress, but I've got Master Chief from Halo. I've got Claptrap from Borderlands. I've got uh, Cuphead and Mugman, Jolteon from Pokemon, uh, Link and the King of Red Lions from Wind Waker. And I also have Baron on here and he's super cool. I'm trying to decide what else I want on my arm. I think maybe Spyro... Um, and maybe include Jinx on there somewhere, (laughs) (laughs) which was actually Tom's idea. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So maybe somehow incorporate her on there. Not sure yet. (laughs) My two wonderful friends. Like you said, Mia, though, honestly, uh, we've been talking about this for like a long time, right? Like getting this podcast together. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's been a long time. And it's nice that we actually get an opportunity to come together and talk about it because I do appreciate like you saying that it is important to you, right? Because it's something that once I became aware of it, it became important to me because that's one of the biggest problems is people aren't really aware of the gender discrimination that takes place not only within video game culture, but the greater technological culture that exists around it. Because obviously video games are just like this little tiny bit of all the beautiful technology that we have today, right? Yes. So, um, yeah, so let's definitely kind of, I just want to, first of all, all the viewers, right? All the listeners, I want you guys to understand, you know, this is definitely... A topic, it's going to be a little bit difficult to talk about. Uh, we do um, have a content warning. So we're going to be talking about like sexism and gender discrimination. Um, but we're going to kind of be exploring uh, Mia and Tisha's experiences and kind of just talking about what it's like being a woman in uh, technological culture, video game culture, um, how it grew around them in parallel and how it kind of shaped who they are and just the experiences they had. Because uh, similar to my master's thesis, I, I couldn't speak for women. Um, really what my work does is it elevates the voices of girls um, who went unheard uh, or kind of overshadowed by the video game and technological industries. So um, for those of you that don't know, my master's thesis talks about gender discrimination uh, towards women and the queer community um, and just kind of explores the idea of masculinity being attached to video game and technology, uh, hardware, software, um, just even the culture around it. So so without further ado, let's get into talking about both of your origin stories. So I just want to kind of learn a little bit more about 
how you guys both got into video gaming and essentially your individual experience growing up around it all. So if, uh, Tisha, do you want to? Sure. <laughs> so, well, for me, like I started off when I was younger playing with like Barbie dolls and stuff. Like I was a huge Barbie girl. Like that's what I always, I would always get like Barbies for birthdays, Christmas, everything. And then like, as I got older, like the newer thing came like the DS, like everybody wanted a DS. So like for my birthday, that's what I got. And like, that's where I guess I started really <laughs> started gaming and stuff. But like, even still, like, even after I got the DS, I think I was still like a girly girl. Like I would, I remember going to my friend's house and we would just like play like dress up games online like dress up the barbies and stuff mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. like there's like that's a lot good. of there's like a lot of feminine games that are out there that's that I played when I was younger and then I remember like a few years after that when the Wii started becoming a big thing I got that for Christmas but like that didn't really last that long but then afterwards I just like stopped gaming and just focus more on like school and stuff until like later on in life that like I saw people playing League of Legends and I'm like what is that game my cousins were playing it when I went to Canada to visit them and I was like what are these guys doing for hours and hours <laughs> like playing League <laughs> of Legends wasting their time yeah wasting their <laughs> time like we're supposed to be going out and doing stuff and they're sitting here playing League of Legends like what is this game and then I just remember people talking about it in school. And then like later on, I met a friend who played League. And I'm like, okay, I got to see what this game is all about. So I downloaded it. I started playing it. And I had no idea what I was doing, really. But like, I really liked the game. And I guess I just never stopped playing from there. Yeah, and <laughs> us too. Do you, do, you actually rem- <laughs> do you remember your first champion that you played? Uh, I think it was Ari. Ari. I think mine was um, a volley bear. Mm. <laughs> old, old volley bear <laughs> old volley bear <laughs> yeah he's, he's cool now <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah so mia so kind of like what tisha was saying so what was your experience like what are the parallels there um so i i kind of came from a background where uh my family was pretty cool with gaming um my dad was just a huge nerd and my mom actually studied computer engineering in college so she was I I remember her telling me stories of like being the only girl in some of her classes and like how much pressure Mm -hmm. that is on somebody to to be the only woman in a classroom full of dudes in college (laughs) you know so um growing up with her as my role model and then my dad also like encouraged gaming it was kind of just natural for me to follow in their footsteps. Um, my dad used to take me to like Halo land parties with some of his friends oh and I God. got to <laughs> sit on his lap and, and actually like play the video game, playing capture the flag um, and all of, all of the fun stuff that came with that. Um, and as I grew up, um, I have a little brother and we started playing video games together. So that was kind of like our bonding experience. Um, at first, it was just like, oh, yeah, here, you can play on this controller that's not plugged into the GameCube. I did that to my sisters. And stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, eventually, you know, as, as he started getting better and better, you know, I let him actually play as Sonic. And I was Tails <laughs> on, on our Sega Genesis. 
um, that was passed down to us from our aunts, you know? Um, so all of these memories kind of contribute to, to my experience as a gamer and why I felt like this is a place where I belong because this is a lot of my experiences growing up and, and how I connect with people. And like Tisha said, she's been playing league now since she got into it. And like, I'm glad you have Tisha because it led me to meet you and also Aww. Tom. So, yeah. so as bad as league is and as toxic as the community is sometimes, like you mm-hmm. still get to meet people like you guys. So I'm really glad that I, I got to do that. Um, also when I was in like middle school around that time, um, gender and gender roles, things like that started becoming a lot more apparent to me. Um, and I don't think I ever did any of this on purpose. Like looking back on it, I can realize why I started doing some of the things, making the choices that I did. Um, but Tom in his thesis actually talks about how, um, marketing for marketing video games for males and then marketing other things for like females like barbies um and then you have like boys are nerf guns girls get dolls and so since i associated like a lot more with things that were marketed towards boys i kind of started avoiding all of the feminine things in life (laughs) so like i if I painted my nails, it was black. (laughs) If I, um, listened to music, it was not popular music. Uh, if I was playing video games, you know, I was avoiding the makeup artist video games. Um, I was playing the shooters. I was, uh, just kind of making myself into this tomboy, um, kind of person, like a tough girl, I like Vi and yeah. Arcane. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I can like see myself in her a lot, um, but I just wanted to be like this kind of person that was tough, you know, like nobody can mess with me kind of thing. And I kind of saw like the feminine side of things as a weakness, um, which is not the case anymore. I embrace that side a lot more now. Um, but back then, like I just, I didn't want anything to do with it. Um And a lot of it was because, you know, when I was in games like Call of Duty or Halo or what have you, I didn't want to be like the one that was being stepped on. You know, I didn't want Mm -hmm. to. Yeah. have people tell me to go make a sandwich in the kitchen um like the, so, com- the, com- the common rose that was that was yeah. of like of like <laughs> 2005 like just yeah go, go make a sandwich yeah no i i like wanted to avoid that at all costs so like mm-hmm. i tried to take on this identity of you know a masculine woman <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah <laughs> okay so then I definitely want to ask, do you maybe know when your mom graduated college? About when? Um, I don't know off the top of my head, and I don't want to make her feel old or anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not to, not to make me as mom feel old. But um, no, there's an important statistic she's I have. <laughs> yeah, she's 25. <laughs> I tell that to all the all my coworkers, all the the older uh, teachers. I always yeah. tell them, I'm like, I'm like, well, just so you have like a reference, like I'm 20. <laughs> four now so all right so i'm so the thing is there um i have a statistic from 1970 to 2010 it was an npr uh 
article about computer science degrees earned by women. Mm -hmm. And it shows that in 1984, it reached its peak at 37% of women being enrolled in uh, computer science programs. And then in 2010, do you want to take a guess what that percentage is? A lot higher. (laughs) I don't know. It's definitely not higher. Really? Lower. It's significantly lower. Damn. It's pretty low. It's it's at 17% as of uh, 2010. Dang, in computer science? Computer science. It dropped 20% in nearly 20, 25 years. That's crazy. Isn't that nuts? It's, that's, that's, a, that's a lot of people. 20%, that's one-fifth of a full class. Like yeah. uh, It would have been one-fifth of my mom because she was the only girl in the class. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so and that's the problem, is right? Because like by the 1990s, women weren't really uh, they they were they weren't just lacking representation in video games themselves, like the production of the games. They were lacking representation in the fields that went to make the games. Yeah. So it's this entire system where women were being excluded from this entire culture overall. So your mom is literally one of the few of the time, the, yeah. the very few and far between, to kind of go break out of that mold and break those barriers and just kind of pursue something she was interested in. And that kind of like what you were saying is you avoided like the things that you thought were like feminine and you kind of like did your own thing. And -hmm. I think Tisha, before when we were talking, I think you also kind of mentioned a similar thing where you just kind of like avoided like drama and like all that stuff. Where I wouldn't like, when I first started playing league, I would never turn my microphone on or like never, talk because i don't want these people these men to know (laughs) that i am a female because what are they gonna say like i don't want them to say anything like i just want to play the game and have fun like that's it like so i would most i would just play by myself usually and Mm. it would be fun that way but like now like having all these people to play with i don't even know like how it would how i survived yeah I, I still have anxiety over turning on my mic in some game lobbies. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> See, I, I I honestly just have never I've never had that anxiety, and it's like it's weird to say because when I was younger, growing up, I'm the oldest of four sisters. I have two younger uh, gr- uh, female cousins and two older female cousins, and they all played games. The, uh, the older two would. Sh- show me games then i would show my all the younger siblings and cousins games mm-hmm. so growing up i was just i was playing games all the time my grandparents always bought me games and my my sisters uh when they came because i lived with my grandparents when i was younger because i wanted to and uh, they would come over they would play they would play like n64 gamecube we would rock every every game under the sun they love pokemon they still to this day um and it was just i never really realized anything i never once can recall in my brain me discriminating against them at the time over video games and their their capability of playing and performing in them so mm-hmm. it's definitely that's and that's why i ended up writing the thesis and because i i came to a realization where it's like so i never i wasn't just born with this trait that made me think women suck at techno- using technology like that's not a real mm-hmm. thing and it made me realize that it's a view that i developed and I wanted to figure out when and how that developed and how I allowed that to develop within me. Right. And I think really the only possible explanation I can say is like the innovation of online gaming, where you're now 
able to communicate with people from around the world, not just your friends coming over to play, you know, uh, on land, right? Like playing smash or whatever after school, but now you're playing with like kids in, in all these different countries or all these different States. Mm -hmm. And we know that there's a lot of different, um, ideology in America regarding like race, gender, and, uh, all right. those types of issues. So now you're, you're, you're playing with kids from like Arkansas, <laughs> you know, and shit like <laughs> and, that. And, <laughs> and even then, like, sorry to cut you off, nah, um, good. but even then, like you're hiding behind your gamer tag, right? So all you have is like, you know, XX sniper XX. Wow, you're talking. You're coming for us. You're coming for us. He was. We had a clan called AOK, so it was like Art of. Uh -huh. I was Art. I was Art of Killing, so I was AOK. He was AOS Art of Sniping. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta tell them that. But, uh, I'm um, sorry, yes, I didn't mean to call you out on the podcast. But, um, <laughs> but you're, you're right. Sniper was like the general. Everyone's like, yeah, I'm the ill sniper. Watch me 360 no scope. Bing! Yeah, like he's in the lobby saying something about my mom. And I'm just yeah. like, you know, I can't do anything about it because I don't know who you are. Like you have this mm -hmm. anonymity that, that protects you online too. Exactly. And then like the parallel to that with social media now is that's why people get away with all these like racial ideologies, like, and all these, these these hate groups, and it can foster because you're hiding behind an identity where if you were to do it in public, you'd be crucified for these things. All right. So so these cult these these views towards women towards people in the queer community kind of festered online, and the there's just this innate um, male supremacy complex. Just because historically, you know, all throughout history, whether you know whatever period you study there was always a hierarchy of men being more superior than women, right? Like even mm -hmm. uh, Confucian says uh, in his five relationships, there's one, which is husband to wife, where the wife is submissive to the husband. And that's like, a per that's a huge factor why uh, Chinese culture is, is there's a lot of respect, but there's also a very, uh, very clear, like hierarchy of importance, yeah. right? So those ideas play into the development of technological culture as well, right? So um, it's just, we're, we don't realize these things though, right? Like I, I'm like a seven, eight, nine, ten year old kid playing on like Xbox Live for the first time in my life, playing <laughs> Halo, and then just like you just hear just terrible things. Like you you hear the absolute worst things, and you're you you're like, oh, I want to be like that guy, you know? Uh, he's so good at the game, you know? So you yeah. just wanna, you just end up saying the same swear words, uh, you know, and uh, swear words, uh, derogatory terms, insults, yeah, yeah, <laughs> the same insults, and then. And then, but once women get introduced, it's a def it's definitely a different story because it's not even like you're gonna bully them. It's more like you like be belittle them and like like mm -hmm. it's 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 just extremely gendered at that point. Just like you said, go make a sandwich. Why are you even <laughs> playing? You suck. Go go yeah. play with your Barbie dolls. Like and it's and it shows. And that's kind of like that was that's been my experience with kind of like your on the other side of your experience, like. From like what what I've perpetuated, like I will openly admit to people that yes, I was a person that contributed to saying these terrible things, and I just didn't realize at the time. Like you just want to fit in, like and be cool with like like the gamers or whatever. And it really wasn't until like my early twenties when I realized that my one friend Phil uh, told me that the way that I was coming about joking with um, an ex girlfriend of his at the time, because uh, we were friends, and I was just I would. We always joke around, like we always joke around. Me, you, Tisha, yeah. like we, we mm -hmm. just always like mess around, and but nothing serious by it. But the way I was insulting her at the time was 
pretty much in just in terms of like her gender, I would just say, oh, you're a girl. You're, you know, you're bad at this game. You suck. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. It's because it's because you're a girl like yeah. that alone. And then he made me realize like, yeah, I'm not, I may, I may be joking with her, but like the way I'm doing it is in a way that's like, because she, it's nothing she can change about herself. It's like, there's yeah. no intrinsic reason why she would be bad at like we're all bad at certain games like i suck at dead by daylight i refuse to play that game and all the kids i teach they're like oh mr g sucks at dead by daylight that's why he doesn't play it ha (laughs) i don't don't play with you guys i'm awful at the game so i just don't play it but um it was it's not a biological thing it's not like i have a trait in my body that says like tom can't play this game it's literally just like this mental ideology and once i realized i was perpetuating this issue I was deeply bothered because I, it made me question, like, did I mistreat like my sisters and my cousins? Like, did I, did I do anything that kind of like made that environment unsafe for them? Mm-hmm. So it was like really conflicting. And I felt really bad because I'm like, I don't mean it like that. And I'm sure that a lot of people don't mean it that way. But like, for example, there's people that do subconsciously racist, racist stuff. And they say, I'm not racist. I'm definitely not racist, but these people do X. And it's like, Okay, you may not be racist, but you definitely said some really stereotypical discriminatory stuff. So you need yeah. to like reassess. Step back. Like, <laughs> exactly, take a step back. So look at what you said. But and then we need more people like Phil, you know, to like mm-hmm. call people out on on the things that they say because a lot of times, you know, it'll be one person that like starts the banter or whatever. But mm-hmm. when the punchline is always like, you know, your gender then like it's not cool you know mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I do I so that's the thing is I really try to be that per I do try to be that person now I do try to stand up for any type of anyone who has like some type of like misunderstanding or ignorance in regards to any of those kind of issues that are like highly debatable or, or hot topics for our time mm-hmm. I do try to step in because I used to be like you guys know I'm like a loud ragey person uh, <laughs> so but it, it, it honestly comes from a place of passion and I try to explain you know I don't I'm not that it's an excuse like for me mm-hmm. like getting out of hand but most of the time it comes from a place of just being passionate about something and sometimes it's just you know I've, I've had to like you said take a step back like be like, hey, so like what you said is like, it's wrong. Like you can't say things that way, right? Because it comes off this way. And mm-hmm. like the biggest example is like in the teacher's lounge at a school, like that, <laughs> that is that, if you want to talk about a cesspool of toxicity, it is, <laughs> it is a teacher's lounge. It's in the League of Legends equivalent. It's literally the, the live action League of Legends equivalent. <laughs> and it's just like the stuff you hear. And then you try to like correct that. Not, like, and, and trust me, I'm a social scientist. I was trained as a historian. So it's like talking about social issues. Like it's not a big deal, but understanding that it changes like every second, like so- social ideas change all the time. So there's never a definitive answer. So that's kind of like one of the biggest things when it comes to talking about like I, uh, gender identity and video games is because it's like this idea that people thought was concrete where men are the breadwinners and they are good with their hands and they're very adaptable and smart and they're supposed to control their family and, you know, provide for them. And, you know, they're like the, the big important person of, of the family situation, right? This nuclear family idea that America has. And then the woman, right? The female, the wife, right? To take care of the kids, childbearing, uh, taking care of the house and making sure their husband is fed and making, making sure their husband is taken care of and all this stuff. So 
it was very binary, right? Like it was just like, it was like, you are this or you are this and that's it. But those, it's not even you deciding to fulfill those roles. It was those roles being imposed upon you in the 60s, 70s, 80s. Like, I mean, even before that, but during the cold war and like, you know, uh, the mid 1900s, that's when like the idea of the nuclear family kind of existed and like moved to the suburbs and that's when gender ideas were really consolidated into like this space where it's like one or the other and video games fell like as every other technology fell into that, that victimization of just men and women. Right. So yeah. unfortunately we're now in a time we're trying to deconstruct those, those barriers. Um, and also with even the queer community, right. Cause like, where do, where do they fit in that binary? Yeah. They, they don't because the binary is two things, right? So video games do serve for as a place that is like cultivating this like toxic nev- negative idea, but it also does help to serve as like a safe space for some people like, um because in my thesis, I don't know if you remember the RPG section, I talk about RPGs and how they are a way for the queer community to express themselves openly by like character creation and like story storytelling and decision-making. And mm-hmm. it, as a... Growing up, like, did you both have any, like, idolized, like, video game characters that you, like, looked up to? Mm. Hmm. I know it's well, a hard, that might be a hard one. <laughs> it is a hard one. Um, and for me, I love Zelda. Um, and mm. I think what made me, like, really, like, fall in love with her was the idea that she went undercover as chic and like you know she took matters into her own hands mm-hmm. and um she was able to be like this badass character that you know some people don't even recognize as a female but um mm-hmm. then she's also a princess you know yeah and in smash bros she was like my main character that i played a lot just because of that and i was like yes i'm able to transform from like this beautiful like princess like you know she has magical abilities powerful and then i can just transform into she who is able to just punch things rapidly you know like, yeah but you mentioned something important with smash right like mm-hmm. what's another character what, what do you think is another character that's in smash that also gets confused for being a dude samus <laughs> Right, yeah, yeah, Samus, right? So I, I I can't remember I mentioned her in the thesis, but like obviously everybody knows Samus is a female, right? Like uh and in the Yeah, middle, you, you talked about her. like, you know, the zero mm-hmm. suit. And I think like in that game, I didn't play Metroid. That's where she's mm-hmm. from, right? Yeah. Um a lot. I played like a little bit of it on the GameCube, but um I didn't the play it a lot. One. Yeah, it's yeah. Earlier, yeah, it was so it was the eight bit one. So mm-hmm. it, um in the Metroid game, so for those of you that don't know, um, basically, if you beat the game in a certain amount of time and there was, like, tears to it, um, Sam at the end of the game, Samus would remove an article of her armor. And once it was revealed that it was a woman, people were, like, outraged about this. Like, why, is, why are we playing a woman? Like, you know, it's just weird. Why is this happening? And then, especially when um, the two weirdest things are in the, uh, you know, back in the day when you used to buy, like, the actual, yeah, you used to get the actual box of the game, and it used to actually come with a manual. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love my do, game manuals. Yeah, yeah, they don't do that anymore. But when they, <laughs> when they did, uh, Samus's her pro uh, her pronouns were he, him, his in the mm-hmm. in the um the little paper thing. So that's weird. And then if you beat the game in the fastest amount of time, she takes off all of her armor and she's sitting there in a bikini, an eight-bit bikini. <laughs> so it's like, mm, great. That's exactly what I wanted to see. You know, Easter eight- eggs, you know, <laughs> woman is your reward. Here's your reward for beating the game fast. Yeah, it's like <laughs> a woman it's in a bikini. Strange. So that see, that's an another thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, see, that, so that's a good idea. So we'll move the conversation more so into talking about the actual gender discrimination in video games, video game culture, um, and technological culture behind it, because, right, Samus being a female, but represented as a male, sold off as a male, right? Because, like, men typically like things that are what? How would you describe a character that appeals to men? Manly and buff. Yeah, right. Strong. (laughs) Yeah. Super strong, you know, rock hard. uh, What is it? Washboard abs, you know, like... (laughs) Invincible to bullets. Any of the Mortal Kombat characters. Yeah, any <laughs> Mortal Kombat character. Um, <laughs> but um, it, it's funny because those are also very unrealistic standards for guys, but they feel represented through them, which is like still mm-hmm. like weird, um, <laughs> right? And women didn't really have many inspirational characters to look up to um, from at least what I've, the research I've done, kind of like, the ones that stand out, like you said, uh, Zelda is one. Even it's it's weird because the game is named after her, but you play as Link. Yeah, and then you save her. So it's mm-hmm. there's this trope of saving women, right? So Mario saves Princess in the Castle trope. Yeah, exactly, Princess in the Castle um, trope. So I'm trying to think, what are some of the other like major like uh, saves? Right, Mario's Mario and Peach are obviously like one. Then. I would say Link and Zelda. Link Zelda. Um, because there's definitely more. Can't think of them off the top of my head. Yeah, I'm like definitely drawing a a blank too. But like, uh, in terms of like representation, period. Like, do you feel empowered when you see when you see a woman being saved by a, a guy? Like, what would you like? What do you both feel about something like that? Like, in terms of like the position of women in video games, like their role, like the role that they fulfill or even in movies too. Right. Like, yeah. like male main character and then like yeah. the female side character. She's just kind of like there for like the prize at the end. Like, how does that, how do you guys feel about stuff like that? Um, well, I just think that like, like for every movie, like every princess movie or like anything, it's always a knight in shining armor. Like, that has to save yeah. the woman. Like, every, like, so many movies and, like, video games. Mm-hmm. Like, why can't the woman save herself? Like Or save the man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, why does it always have to be a man coming to the rescue and coming to save her? Like, mm-hmm. it just makes it seem like women are weak and they can't do things for themselves and they need a man, a strong man to come and help them and rescue them. Yo, <laughs> preach, yo, preach, Tisha. See, that's, and that's, see, that's the problem. And like, once I realized that, right, like the male, I don't know if anyone's ever heard the term the male gaze, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, really like when I, for example, if I were to produce a piece of work, I'd most likely make the main character a man because I'd be representing myself through that character, right? Mm-hmm. I, think that's, I think that's just normal for a person. Like, I don't think that's like, oh, you're sexist because you're not drawing a female. It's like, no, it's like, that's just how I would see the story. It's me. 
But I would draw a female character. Because <laughs> what me. would you draw? <laughs> a female character. <laughs> <laughs> I would draw a cat. Oh yeah, I would do a cat actually. I identify as cat. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I. <laughs> oh my god! I'm just imagining like Judas is like the main character. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> but um. But yeah, with, with gender discrimination in terms of representation, that's kind of like, you know, that's got to be a shitty feeling. And I, I really can't, I can't, I honestly, I can't relate, right? Because mm-hmm. um, every character literally is like a man. <laughs> so, I, you know, I just, I can't comment on that. But in terms of what people have tried to do to fix that idea of representation, um, Carmen San Diego, did you guys ever play that game? Like where we're in the world is like Carmen, Carmen San Diego. Well, her story is pretty interesting because she was it was a Hispanic woman, mm-hmm. and she wasn't the she was the main she was like she's not the main character. It's about her, but like you don't save her. It's more like she's the bad guy. She's like she's the villain. She she yeah. she runs like the world's largest like um artifact or antique historic historical monument like. Yeah, and you're like picking up clues to yeah, like yeah. figure out where like where she is, right? Where in the world is Carmen San Diego, right? <laughs> so you have like a fe- a Hispanic female character like being represented and it's pretty badass because she runs this whole evil organization. So <laughs> yeah. there were there were attempts at this, right? But like Tisha mm-hmm. was saying, she was playing fucking Barbie games. Yeah. <laughs> right? And it's like I'm not knocking, I'm not knocking Barbie games or you playing them, but they it's a conscious decision. Why, to make video games about Barbies. Mm-hmm. Like you're targeting a specific audience because who plays with Barbies, right? Girls. Girls. <laughs> and then who would play Barbie video games? Girls. Girls. Ex- exactly. <laughs> so it's like, it's literally like what you were saying that you were commenting on my paper about the marketing aspect where it's like, yeah, they're basically, how do you think they got the idea for marketing video games? They looked at toy culture like, okay, what are boys playing with? What are girls playing with? And then they took that information and produced video games on it. Mm-hmm. And that enforced, because those, those toys of the 60s, 70s, 80s reinforced gender stereotypes, right? And binaries. And then the video game, uh, t- uh, video game, uh, I'm trying to think, of, like, that, I guess market took basically just from that and been like, okay, let's just make these games then. And yeah. It just goes on to reinforce, right? It reinforces and reinforces and reinforces. So the cool thing about this episode is both of you talking about your resistance individually to those that that binary and breaking down that binary between like it being a masculine space or a female space. It's not either. It's both, right? It is like a collective space for pretty much anybody. It's just entertainment's like going bowling like you wouldn't say bowling is a man's sport right mm-hmm. but like if i asked you what was a female sport what are the top things that people would probably say tennis <laughs> gymnastics volleyball che- cheerleading, cheerleading. <laughs> yeah cheerleading right and, 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 and <laughs> i don't know so i don't know if either of you cheered in like high, whatever in like middle school or high school Nope, I was on the football oh. team. Remember, I avoided any kind yeah. of femininity. <laughs> I was in gymnastics. <laughs> but the crazy thing is, uh, for me, I remember um, one of the biggest arguments that people made was like, oh, cheerleading's not a sport. 
So now mm-hmm. not only are you relegating women to their own activity to support men on a, on a field in a real man's game, but you're mm-hmm. also removing the aspect of, of giving it the recognition of being an acti- of, of physically demanding, difficult activity, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're further, you're further taking from women. Like you're just, not only are they not there. So it's not equal in terms of being a sport, but it's also something that only women should do. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like people don't realize how these systems like function and then how it goes on to affect our views on society outside of that, that bubble of the football game and, and females cheerleading. Right. Right. And then so, like the developers too, like you were saying, um, it, it seems almost like there's this mass produced content for like girls and they're like oh look like barbie characters like girls like that so just make the games with the barbies in them for the girls Mm -hmm. but then for the guys since a lot of the developers were men themselves it was easier to create new content um for the other like for the male population Mm -hmm. because they didn't have any kind of idea of what you know the female population of gamers would like besides they like these toys so just put them in in video games you know and like mm-hmm. Carmen San Diego tried to do that Lara Croft you know um so mm-hmm. there there are attempts but at that point like it's it's not enough almost it's almost like the damage has been done yeah and that's how I and see that's how I feel because it's like okay shit so it's like the way I explain ideology to kids, um, because their critical thinking skills are, you know, developing, uh, I try to tell them it's like the rose-colored glasses, right? Like when you have them on, you see a very particular view. You see things as a certain way, but when you take them off, you're able to see things kind of for what they actually are. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it comes to talking about video games like that and everything, um, it kind of ties into that idea of how we ultimately view it. So we need to kind of go take a step back and say, okay, um, our binaries, we, we, we believed in this system. This is how we thought the world worked. But now as a more advanced, intelligent, I mean, I, I'd hope more intelligent <laughs> society, as we've seen in the past four years, we've been able to elect <laughs> monkeys to be the president and stuff. But again, polit- <laughs> politics aside, right? St- taking a step yeah, back Mr. and History. saying- <laughs> taking a step back and actually being able to say like, okay, how have things changed? So I like that you mentioned that we're trying to make steps like these, like this podcast is a step forward, but it feels like we're trying to dredge ourselves out of a swamp. Mm -hmm. Cause ideology, the way it works is if you keep the glasses on you, you are not going to change your view because you're not going to see things for what they are. And that's and I try to tell kids the three ways to overthrow ideology because it's very complicated and hard to do, right? <laughs> the first, the first way would be um, if just another massive force just became extremely popular and toppled the most the other one. So, like for example, um, like popularity of video games, like the met or like meta, right? Meta mm-hmm. in League of Legends is X, Y, and Z, and then someone discovers Q, and I was like, oh shit! All of a sudden, Q is super popular, and then Q becomes the meta. Yeah. Right. It's an mm-hmm. ideology shift. So that's kind of hard to do sometimes. Or like, because, 
like Fortnite. And now everybody wants to be a battle royale. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Right. So it's like, that's one way to do ideology. Um, another way is to um, uh, just have that ideology die off over time, which is the longest one to do. And that's how we see, that's how we see social, well, that's how we see social yeah. change, right? Because, you know, if everyone from like the, everyone in the forties, like we're probably like, you know, they had very specific views and right. over time, those generations of people who believe who, who keep those glasses on permanently, they eventually die off. And I know it's shitty to say, but you know, that's just what happens. Those ideas die with people and then new ideas are going to be cultivating. So that's kind of like the main role for like teachers like me, right? Like we, our goal is not to indoctrinate kids to be like gender and this and that. And it's to keep them, teach them to keep their mind open and to yeah. formulate their own views based yeah, on Yeah, get what's their going own on. opinions. Mm-hmm. Ex- exactly. So that's what we hope for. That's, and then, or you can, t- uh, the last one is teaching. So you can just teach someone. So like, for example, me, like the way I uh, viewed the world, I had to be, I was shown an example and th- basically he ripped those glasses off of my head. Right. And then I was like, oh shit, dude, that's what, that's what I'm seeing. <laughs> and then I, you know, and you feel bad. And then that's, that's learning though. And one thing we're doing nowadays that's really, that's bad for this moment of growth is cancel culture. Mm-hmm. So if a man like me comes out, like I will openly admit when I fucked up and mm-hmm. I, you know, and it's like, okay, uh, this guy said that, oh, he viewed things this way. And now we're going to punish him for correcting and apologizing and doing good now by it like like how is that yeah i think like the important part there is like you put in the work to get better you know Mm -hmm. and like i feel like if i want to get anything across in this podcast it's that we need more people like phil we need more friends like phil and Mm -hmm. don't be afraid to have those friends in your friend circle that call you out on that because like you can be wrong but you know you can correct yourself and take the steps to be a better person or, you know, not discriminate against anybody, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and just be open-minded. And when somebody calls you out on something, you know, stop to think about it Mm -hmm. and think about what you really meant by what you were trying to say. Yeah. We've lost, we've actually lost a lot of friends from, from my, me and Phil from our friend group there. Mm -hmm. Uh, we've actually, I've, I've stopped talking to like two, we've stopped talking to two people for like reasons like that. Like where they just like, I realized like, you know, dark humor. Sometimes we say fucked up jokes, you know? And it's mm-hmm. like, and then like, oh, sh- that was just messed. You laugh because it was so messed up. And then, mm-hmm. then there's people that like kind of take it to like the next level. And then you're like, that's a little like sus, you know, like, that's, yeah. <laughs> like, like I, the, we had a friend like that. And, and the worst part is he was actually all of our other friends stopped talking to him for like this, this whole crazy situation that happened. Right. But I tried being like, yo dude, like I'm going to, I was going to try to like help him. Like, yo dude, like if you just do this and this, and if you apologize and you know, if you just see things there, the way that they're, you know, they, they saw it, then, you know, maybe we can fix this out. And then he was just like, no, nah, you know, whatever. And then once that started happening, then I started seeing the things he was saying and it was just, it was so toxic. Like he went at the time when I was dating my ex, um, he went so far as to reach out to her and be like, Oh, Tom, Tom is like toxic and he does this and he, he says this and, and it was, bro, like this, we, 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 we cut, Drama. We cut, yeah, we, yeah, we cut, we basically, yeah, we cut this guy off and, and then another friend that was close with him, just the way he treated his girlfriend, I was friends with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would like, literally we, we would meet her, we would go to hang out. We, were, we went to school together and 
she was awesome. And he would, in the things that she said that he would just do the way he would treat her. I was just like, I'm like, there's, I'm like, there's no way. And I talked to the guy and he's like, yeah, yeah. you know, she was being annoying or she was, I'm just like, bro. I'm like, dude, she's you like the, that. <laughs> I'm like, she is so awesome. Like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, I remember when you're, I, I wasn't able to uh, go to Thanksgiving with my family or I didn't want to. And she invited me to her family's Thanksgiving. And it was like amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, like, I'm like, this person's a, a great person. And you're just out here treating her like shit. Like, I'm like, you're mm-hmm. the problem. And yeah. I, and he's like, you're just stop talking to me over that. Whatever. I'm like, yeah, dude, like, I can't, the way you talk and, tr- like, the way you talk about it, I just can't be around it. Like, it's not funny. It's, like, fucked up. And, like, on that same note, like, don't be afraid to be that friend that calls other people out. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, Tom, you're going to lose people along the way, but those people are not people that you want, like, mm-hmm. in your immediate circle. Exactly. And that's why, like, I didn't want to be that. That's why when I talked to Phil about it, like, I didn't want to be that person. And that's why I've had such substantial, like, Change. I mean, yeah, I mean, you guys know I fuck up, but like, I mean, yeah. I, 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 I call I, you out I, on it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean I, so, so it's mostly with like saying, like, yeah. you know, mean terms. And it, yeah. I, that's, but that's like, and I don't want to blame like video games or like, you know, online or whatever, but like, that it's just, <laughs> but it, you're blaming video games and online culture. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, it becomes a, ha- it really honestly becomes like a habit. Like in your head, you see a girl playing a game, you have to make fun of her. She has to go make you a sandwich. Like that's what kids would. Th- that's what kids would think. That was just. That was just it. And uh, I, you know, I was just. I didn't want that to be me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm glad it's not me. I mean, I definitely. Like I said, I definitely like slip up and stuff. But like, yeah, but no. I, if if that was you, Tom, we wouldn't be here today. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is true. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, like. To say discrimination in video games doesn't exist is like a crazy thing because when I was deciding to write my thesis, I posted on Reddit thinking like um, people would be like, hey, yeah, here's some resources or whatever. I can't even begin to tell you (laughs) this shit that people, oh, you're wasting your degree. You're such a fucking idiot studying history of video games. And there's no there's there's no gender discrimination in video games. (laughs) What are you talking about, idiot? And And again, that's like that the anonymity online mm-hmm. but, but just we'll get away with that. <laughs> that exactly and that's why it's so prevalent so it's like um like how do I, how do i want to phrase it like do you still feel like that behavior exists like to the same extent like do you feel like it's gotten better or worse i feel like i don't know I think <laughs> I think that like men flirting with girls is like a big thing. Like when they hear a girl and like uh like just like the game voice chat or whatever, they're like, "Oh, hey baby," like stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Like Gross. like I saw this video on TikTok and it was this guy who like made his voice sound like a girl. And he's like talking to these guys and they're just like so flirtatious and it's so like disgusting. <laughs> and I feel, ah, ugh. yeah. Like, I feel like, in a way, I feel like we've made some progress because I feel like now women are more prevalent in the gaming community because mm-hmm. we have like content creators now that are, you know, mm-hmm. voicing their opinions and stuff. But at the same time, it's it's a work in progress, you know. And I feel like it's kind of getting messier mm-hmm. as as we go cleaning up and um it has to though yeah exactly that's the thing but i think like I, 
one thing I also wanted to talk about is I feel like part of it has evolved to where like women are picking on women now too. Mm. So there are there are also women in gaming that like me in middle school maybe want to have like this tough girl attitude, you know, and kind of like the pick me girl trope. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was kind of labeled as that in middle and high school, although that wasn't my intention. Um, but I can see how it would come across that way because, you know, I was always online with the guys and like playing with them all the time. Um, but I feel like some women are, are lashing out at other women in gaming too now to the point where like I've had experiences in um, competitive league of legends where Mm -hmm. I'll try out for a team or I'll like join this discord community and kind of like be belittled by other women in the server because you know they want to establish themselves as that that girl you know (laughs) so you so you uh, this is this is a really good uh comparison so ready so (laughs) mia and tisha (laughs) tisha you're the stereotypical support player right Uh uh-huh mia you are the untraditional non-support player (laughs) so what do people so i I mean i don't mean to i'm not yeah yeah being mean to tisha but um so how did you both fall into that role? Because I'm, I just want to hear maybe like if Tisha's story, like oh, I was just told that like support's easy. Cause I, I, that's what people say to me. Like, oh, support's the easiest role to learn, whatever. So how did you guys fit into like, cause the, the roles in league are also gendered. Yeah. <laughs> but instead, right? Yeah. Like bot lane is like reserved for like girls. Cause mm-hmm. there's this whole idea of women have to support their men. Like, so it's like, it's so yeah. crazy how how deep what I I always try to tell my kids like because we just did the um the music analysis thing on mm-hmm. I show them like look how deep you can analyze a song you can analyze anything this deeply like we're talking about the roles of positions in a video game <laughs> like and how in deeply one gender <laughs> exactly singular one video singular game. video game and how deeply entwined gender is with everything right like to the mm-hmm. to the role and the character you play. Yeah. yeah, if you play Yumi, right. you know. <laughs> you, yeah, you play Yumi, Lulu, Soraka, Janna, like, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, and I mean, look at me. Like, I play Mordekaiser, Darius. Uh, Your first know, champion was Volley Bear. <laughs> my first champion was Volley Bear. I mean, like, it's a, he's a furry. So am I a furry? Mm-hmm. Question mark? <laughs> no. Are you outing yourself? Oh, uh, <laughs> no, no. It's all right. <laughs> Don't tell um, your kids. It's all right. They're just going to watch this episode and know. <laughs> but, um, they're going to make you some new art now. Oh, God. I don't want to see it. <laughs> but, like, but see, like, it's so tell me. So, how did you both fall into the role in League, right? So, just for those of you that don't know, League of Legends has five roles. They have a top lane, which is what I play. They have a jungler, they have a mid laner, and then they have an ADC or a bot person. And then they have a support. And obviously, support means like you take care of. The, the bot character. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, it's a duo lane. There's two the people that the play team. together. And the rest yeah. of the team, of, of course. Uh, but in the laning phase is important because you're with that person for like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so you don't you have to that. tell me twice. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's your experience finding a position in League, like finding your identity within the game? Um, when I first started playing, like I had no idea how to play the game. I didn't know like what roles were supposed to do what. 
But then, like, I remember, I think it was, like, an Earth game or, like, ARAM. Like, I found Zillion. And I really like Zillion because he could, like, resurrect people. And I just really like that feeling of, like, me saving somebody's life. <laughs> <laughs> and I just like helping people, I guess. Like, that's, not just, oh, that's cute. Not just, like, in the game, but, like, in general, I like to help people. Mm-hmm. So I just found, like, support was, like, good for me. You're kind of scaring me, Tisha, because... um. I mean Darius. That's how I. That's, that's when Darius came out. I just fell in love with him. I just played him for like ever. Uh-huh. That's, those are the both. Those are the two seasons I got. Dime, I got like Diamond One just by playing. <laughs> just only playing Darius. But nice. now I'm thinking like, do I subconsciously just want to kill everybody? <laughs> like <laughs> subconsciously, you just want to have an axe around everybody's neck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and just fucking slam dunk them. Like it's crazy. Yeah. So what about you, Mia? Um. <laughs> so. I actually um, started playing League. My friend Thomas tried to get me into it um, in high school. And I was, like, not a huge fan at first. But once I started realizing that, like, my entire friend group plays this game and I'm, like, I'm not on it. Like, <laughs> I'm, I need to get on it. I need to, like, actually learn how to play this game. And then um, my ex also was like trying to get me to play with him and I was like all right let's play league so I actually learned ADC and support in the beginning because it was me and my ex and if I was ADC he could be support and like you know handle that part of the lane while I was CSing um I think my first character was Ash but my first main was Varus um and then I actually played support a lot for a tournament in high school so I guess eventually though after like being in that tournament and hearing comments from people about me being you know a girl gamer you know oh yeah what did she play oh support you know I was like no like screw that like mm-hmm. I don't want to be that again like middle school me like I don't want anything to do with that so I'm just gonna play ADC so and that's kind of how I came to main ADC um even though I I do play Jinx which is you know e-girl character I feel like nah Jinx is super cool but like it reminds me of my sister. So my sisters both love, uh, well, the two, uh, Julia and Michaela, they both love Overwatch. Um, mm-hmm. And their favorite character is Widow. Black mm-hmm. Widow. And um, Widow Widowmaker. Oh my God, Black Widow. That's crazy. <laughs> From, we're yeah, going uh, into the MCU. MCU! <laughs> the, uh, Spider-Man spoilers. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but um, yeah, so Mika- Michaela's 18. She loves, she was it's funny. Uh, I, I love this kid. Because when she was young, she was a brat. And we never, I never got along with her ever, ever, ever. We were enemies. Like, uh, I remember, I remember the, the week that Skyrim came out, um, she would bother me and, uh, she had like littlest pet shops, like, you know, those little toys, the girl toys, <laughs> I would take them from her and she would I love littlest pet shop, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> secret, uh. <laughs> My secret fulfillment. <laughs> but, uh, she would, um, I would take them away and she would get so pissed and we just never had a good relationship. But as she got older, we got really close and she like watches like uh, Overwatch esports. She loves Overwatch. She plays Minecraft with her friends. Like 
she's like a gamer through and through. And um, so it was Julia. Julia plays um, on Xbox mostly. Um, she, she loves like The Sims, which is like funny because The Sims is a game. I, I've played every Sims. I had like all of them. Mm-hmm. And but it was seen as kind of like it's like, oh, yeah, girls play Sims. But like Sims is a fire ass game. And it was extremely popular when it first came out, too. And it was a, games like The Sims actually kind of paved the way for like gender neutrality amongst gaming genres. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like anyone can just fucking play. It's like it's you literally wanna, you just virtual like, life. Yeah, you yeah. want to see what it, you want to see what it's like owning a dog. You want to see what it's like being a rock star. You want to see what it's like getting robbed. Yeah, play the, play the Sims. Setting your house on fire and yeah. removing oh, all the doors. Oh, oh no, <laughs> setting just, yourself yeah, no, no, on no. fire. Guys, stop. We don't. Shh, we don't talk about that here. We don't, we, don't talk about, we don't talk about like drowning our Sims in the pool and having the Grim Reaper come and then glitching the Grim Reaper and, and deleting him from the game. We don't talk about that. <laughs> oh man. But uh, yeah, like just it's it's just crazy to see how deep gender influences what we do. So just even your even though you're playing video games now, it's influencing the role that you play. And it's just, it's just really interesting when you just question it, like, shit, like, cause I, I, I started playing, I think, I don't even know. I don't even know. I think I, did I always play top? <laughs> I, f- I feel, I mean, I played volleyball. He had to have gone top, right? I guess. Probably or jungle or something. So I don't remember playing bot much or mid. And I played was probably a lot of top. And I, I don't know. It's not like a, a dude's role or whatever, but top's like what bruisers, manly, demons and all this crazy shit right like, he, he, you're, he have, like, you're literally on top tom there there's the hierarchy yeah oh my god <laughs> oh, true. support support is literally the last the lowest, the the lowest. lowest tier mm-hmm. whoa wow. fucking mia big big, yo yo dude write your thesis right now <laughs> uh, league of legends league of legends uh hierarchical gender social gender order. hierarchy <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> but um, actually, really quick, is there a specific experience either of you have, like, had that, like, sticks out to you particularly regarding your gender? Like, maybe, like, it could be in person about video games, like you talked about to someone, or, like, maybe just a really traumatic experience online that you want to share? For me, um, I, honestly, Tom, this is, like, sad to say, but, like, all of the experiences have kind of just meshed together and mm-hmm. like I don't know I kind of try not to think about a lot of them and it's easier for me to do that if I just group them and put it out of my head but the one that sticks out to me the most was that one instance that I was talking about like the other woman on discord like putting me down making fun of me Mm-hmm. and um it was it was over something super stupid because I was trying out for the team and I was playing on like it was an in-house pretty much so that they mm-hmm. can kind of you know judge my skills communication um mechanics whatever um I was playing ADC and I was playing Ash and I was building a non-traditional like build path but I won mm. the game. And oh, after that game, she like screenshotted my build and sent it in the Discord. And she was like, what the F is this? Um, like, who builds that? LOL. And he, she like tagged an Ash main in the Discord channel. 
and she was like take a look at this idiot you know like wow building this on ash like i didn't know this was the new meta haha laughy emojis and i won the game <laughs> so <laughs> i think that speaks for itself mm-hmm. um but i i kind of like you know I, I stood up for myself because i was like you know like i don't want to be in a, a community where women are going to get treated like this especially by other women because i feel like you know we should have each other's backs especially mm-hmm. in communities like this um so i kind of typed out like this long message saying how like if this is what being on this team is going to be like and these are the the things that i have to deal with in this um server i don't want to be a part of it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then they just took that message and they made like a copy pasta of it shut the, the fuck up and they're just spamming it all the time so i was like yeah i'm leaving Some i'm gonna go create else. my own server <laughs> nice. <And> i did <laughs> um Good. so yeah Holy that man. was one that that stuck out to, stuck out wow. to me the most just because you know i really do want to support other women and like mm-hmm. i don't i think that's so uncalled for you know we're all on the same team Mm-hmm. trying to fight against this and like you're in here putting me down for what reason yeah mm-hmm. you know so yeah <laughs> so tisha um i don't think i have any like experiences because i avoided it <laughs> like i made sure that nobody knew you protected that I was- yourself <laughs> yeah uh-huh. like my name my username was like couldn't tell what gender this person was cool like- dude bro gamer <laughs> yeah pretty much like it was just <laughs> It's just my initials, like, like nobody knew that I was a girl, and that's why mm-hmm. I refused to join the, like, voice comms, or whatever, like, because I didn't want to have to deal with anybody like that. Yeah, but isn't that like the sad thing? It's like you can't even like fully enjoy something because, and you're and you're like restricting, like your full yeah, access. To you're something. missing part of the experience. Yeah, yeah. like I would I would have never met you guys if somebody. Yeah. Didn't- Finally, make you get online on the mic <laughs> yeah like i remember it was like a whole story like this guy it was like 420 or something he messaged me he's like hey like what's your name blah blah, blah. so we just like got to talking and then he like when we played together he invited me to this discord like channel server mm-hmm. or whatever and i met a whole bunch of people mm-hmm. that were like actually around my age that were like super nice like I'm very thankful for him inviting me there and that that also took a lot of courage for you to do because like you said like you don't want to invite any of like the ill will or like harm and discrimination from other gamers mm-hmm. so you took that leap yeah you no know, to to get onto that server and yeah oh I'm glad you did Tisha <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah no. I'm glad I did too it's actually really funny because like I never really realized how thankful I am for like most uh, like you know the few people that I've met that I genuinely care about because when I came when I came home from work on Friday on my birthday and I saw this prime package <laughs> on my staircase <laughs> I was like I didn't order anything from Prime. <laughs> who's ordering stuff on my Amazon account <laughs> yeah I, I'm like what the f-? I'm like did Esteban order something I, I don't even know and um, then I opened it up. And I get a happy birthday nerd <laughs> from Mia. And, I, and, and then I'm like, I was just like, dude, what the fuck? Mia's such a good friend. 
it's like, and it's, and it's like, it, it makes me really think. Cause it's just like, what if like, I was still like super like toxic and like, I, I didn't real I didn't like actually learn or grow from like that, that behavior of being like a little gamer boy or whatever. And it's like, we might have not been friends. And it's like, I'm like, damn, like I'd fuck. I'd like miss out on like a good friend. And it's like, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. It really is crazy. Cause I mean, some of the fun, most fun times that I have is like just chilling with you guys, even if it's like just chilling on discord, like, you know, mm-hmm. not, we don't have to even be playing video games. Right. Like yeah. mm-hmm. helping you update your uh, dating profile. Oh, listen, as of right now on November 20th, things are going very well right now. So <laughs> sorry, this was months ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Months ago. <laughs> yeah. Things are going very well right now. So, you know, fingers crossed, you know, fingers crossed, but, um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, but even in that, like, right, being in a relationship, like, with a woman, right? And then meanwhile, you're online telling them to make sandwiches and, like, are you going to go and talk to your girlfriend or your your partner yeah. like that? Like, mm-hmm. see, and, and that's another thing I didn't want to do because, you know, I'm, I don't want, I've never been that type of person. So it's like, why am I doing it in this space, but not here? I'm not, I'm not, like, actually being who I say I am mm-hmm. or who I believe I am. Yeah. So... So with that, then um, we'll move on to like the last thing, which is kind of like moving past all this discrimination and uh, these mm-hmm. issues. So like, I'm, I'm kind of curious, like, is there anything that we can do to like equalize gaming and technology for everyone as like a safe space or like as a mutual space where people don't feel like your your gender identity plays a role in like fulfilling a specific position or role or like a specific character that you have to pick in the game uh, like or just the culture overall like of being more accepting and and you know as opposed to using derogatory using derogatory terms to like you know express feelings or attitude mm-hmm. and stuff like that you know like you know what I'm trying to say yeah yeah so what do you what do you what do you both think well on facebook i'm part of like this league group and i see like girls posting on there like looking for other girls to play with so I feel like that's one way where the girls can come together and like. Yeah, making like those little- communities. Support yeah. each other. So a safe space where they, they know for a fact, like, hey, like, you know, being with another girl, I feel comfortable because if I've mm-hmm. learned anything within the past year, like from being single, you know, previously, it's like the stories that I hear about <laughs> how men talk to women. It's, mm-hmm. it is scary. And I, and I, I. I can empathize or, or sympathize at least. I I don't get treated that way, but I can only imagine like unsolicited pictures, just the mute, yep. like they'll hit you up be like, hi, cutie. And then like three days later, all right, fuck you, bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, yeah. holy shit. Like it's, and that's just like dating. It's not even like on the video game platform. It's, mm-hmm. like it, yep. it's scary. So I totally feel that, Tisha. And I think that's why like my experience was so traumatizing because I was like, mm-hmm. I, like I thought this was somebody that I could trust because you know we have shared um maybe have shared experiences maybe not um but mm-hmm. when I see another woman you know I feel like we can at least relate on that aspect um but yeah like making those communities like safe spaces for people um the server that I had helped co-create and run for a little while um I made it like a point to make sure that everybody was welcome on that server and mm-hmm. it, i was like i was one of the co-creators so i had access to all of the chats and i was monitoring them all the time making sure nobody was getting like 
bullied or like, and if they were like, I would step in, like literally have conversations with people one-on-one if I needed to. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, be like Phil. (laughs) I think that's (laughs) what we need from, from the community too. Like be that person that, Mm -hmm. that makes somebody realize, you know, open their eyes, take off those glasses. Yeah. Um, Don't, don't play, don't play support, play Phil. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, play <laughs> Phil. <laughs> Phil is the the non-binary role. Um, other than that, I feel like I I do think we are making progress too in having more representation in gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, I more real, also realistic, like, realistic. Yeah, yeah, like, realistic uh, representation. But I'm talking about like working in the gaming industry like there are women in those roles now like mm-hmm. yes. whereas before it was like like you were a unicorn and it's still rare but maybe you're like a bangle tiger now <laughs> <laughs> instead of a unicorn <laughs> yeah yeah but that's the thing though right like um what's going on right now with blizzard right like like me and my yeah. whole guild stopped my whole guild stopped playing wow right like i didn't buy diablo 2 like um, cause what's going on with Blizzard, if people don't know, Blizzard is the company that made World of Warcraft, uh, Heroes of the Storm, Overwatch, Diablo, um, stuff like that. And within the company, women were being ex- like extremely, extremely discriminated, harassed. There were women at like high level positions that were, um, taking reduced salaries. Um, they were, uh, giving more payload, uh, more workloads, um, mm-hmm. unequal treatment, uh, one woman even, um, trigger warning, uh, committed suicide because of the amount of harassment, sexual harassment that she received from a group of male Blizzard employees that not only did this consciously, but they also like harped on it and made jokes about it and had group chats talking about it. And it was the Bill Cosby room they had at one of the BlizzCons. Mm-hmm. Um, they would show her nude pictures to the stat to the male staff. Like this is a twenty. It's like a 2021 company, like you know, I know. Like this, it's so disgusting and like yeah. stuff like that happening today is just like, why? Like, who mm-hmm. are these people, you know, that are working yeah. here that think that it's okay to do that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's and the where's their part. fill? And but but you, the Mia, see, this is the problem. These are the guys making the games, you know. Yeah, I, so yeah. it's spooky. And, and like that's another thing. Like you know, it's gonna get messy before we're gonna clean this up. And yes. because, you know, before the, the women in that company wouldn't even be in those roles. So now that they are, you know, you gotta give them time. Unfortunately, this stuff is happening and in no way is that the woman's fault. Um, mm-hmm. It's the men in the company that have this power over the other employees and like they dictate pretty much how the company is run. Um Mm-hmm. Because the philosophy they've, they've and everything. been established mm-hmm. by men. Um, so, like, I hate Blizzard, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love Blizzard. Like, I used to love Blizzard, but now yeah. I, 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 I just hate how they just allowed it to happen. Like, and I think the worst part of the, the court case is that um, a lot of the CEOs um, apparently, like, knew this all was happening. And they kind of, or not even CEOs, but maybe, like, upper-level managers, they knew this was happening. And they weren't and they doing tried to anything. sweep it under the rug. They, exactly. Like, their thing is to cover their own asses. So <laughs> sorry. 
no, 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 no. You're, you're, I just wanted to make because I was I was reading a lot of the testimonies and comments from a lot of the female uh, employees from Blizzard. And funny enough, you know how everyone shits on Overwatch nowadays, mm-hmm. and as everyone memes Jeff Kaplan. Mm-hmm. Um, so from what I was reading, uh, one woman on the Overwatch team said that like Jeff Kaplan like tried so hard to advocate for it and to like protect his employees and pr- and protect them and help them, mm-hmm. and um, they just gave him shit for it. Mm-hmm. And it's just because it's like, yeah, Jeff Kaplan's like a meme, but he's a nice guy. You know, yeah. he helped make tried. World of Warcraft. Yeah, he he tried. He tried doing what he needed to do. He he actually manifested the idea, like because Overwatch was supposed to be this inclusive, fun environment. And um, I was even like, I was like, when I was master in Overwatch, oh my god, I got so toxic, holy Jesus. <laughs> but um, but Jeff Kaplan genuinely embodied his philosophy, and I respect the guy for that. Mm-hmm. Right, like you, he tried. He even if you don't succeed, like. He tried. Um, the one thing about actually one thing that I can remember off the top of my head, it's not video game related, it's music related. But um, I went with a friend of mine to go see my favorite band. Uh, we went to go see Trivia. Was it Trivium? Um, I think of Bullet for My Valentine. Mm-hmm. And um was it oh yeah, Trivium, Bullet, and one other band. I can't remember. But um when one of the bands were playing, there was this really young girl behind us um so i looked at my friend and uh, you know i was telling her i'm like i'm like yo she's like all by herself or something and then i saw this like older dude like probably could not have been younger than 50 like come up like behind her like and then are you whole- getting like chills <laughs> oh yeah uh, oh listen it was the weirdest moment and then i see his like arm around her and i keep on looking back and we're at the, mind you i'm at the front me me and my friend uh we're at the front mm-hmm. we're, like, there's no other place the to be in a concert yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I do it right. But I kept on looking back and I'm just like, I'm like, she looks like really uncomfortable. Like I was just, I'm like, mm. that's not right. Yeah. So like during one of the songs, I, I, so I, I pull her aside, I pull her aside and I ask, I whisper in her ear. I'm like, Hey, I'm like, are you with this person? And then she didn't even say anything. She just shook her head. And then that's when I like, I took his arm and I like ripped it off her, her shoulder. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, what the, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, get the fuck out of here before I fucking beat your ass. And he fucking left. He just walked, he like grunted and like walked to like, like threw everybody back to like out of the crowd. Disgusting. Yeah. So then, so then me and my friend, we took her and we put her in front of us and she she ended up being a 17 year old girl by herself at the concert. So we just kind of like watched her the rest of the time. So we like babysat. Yeah. But it was just like, I was like, there's no way. That, I'm like, there's no way this just happened. Good job. Yeah. Like, you, fuck. You're a hero. <laughs> it's like, dude, we're here to fucking listen to music and you're like a fucking predator. Like, dude, yeah. you're 50 years old. Like, Gross. come on. Like, what the fuck? Oh, that was, that was a pain in the ass. But, you know, we need to, and it's uncomfortable to do that. Like, to threaten someone. Yeah. Like, like, I was just so pissed. I was like, I'm like, you're really doing this right now while, like, my favorite bands are, like, all playing. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you? Like, dude, let her fucking rock. How like, disrespectful. <laughs> How yeah. dare you, sir? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but but you're right. Like, and then, like, from that, from those points on, from that conversation on, I've, I've done my best to stand up against people that view things in a negative light or are ignorant, at least. Because I'm, op- like, I tell my kids, even with my social studies tests, they know that... 
listen, I want to see effort. I want to see that you tried. I want to see that you thought about it. I'm not looking for an exactly correct answer. Like I'm not looking for only one, two, or three. If you can give me four, five, and six and explain it well, shit, fuck, that's a good, great, good. I'll mark it right. Like, hell yeah, right <laughs> on. Good for you. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like what people need to be accepting of from the other side. Because like what Mia emphasized before is there's going to be discomfort before things get better. And I totally agree. Like it has to, it, it, there's no other way. And like, like unfortunately, like I wish it didn't have to happen that way. Of course, of course. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't have to happen that way. Mm-hmm. But, you know. What else are you going to do? Just sit back and be like, all right. To I make change, we'll there's going to be resistance, you know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, you see that with political ideology all the time. Like, you know, people yeah. are just resistant of changing their views or like, for example, me, I don't identify with a specific political party. I would vote Republican if I think the person was better. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't more. So I want someone who represents my ideals, not I don't vote for a fucking political party. And that's, and that's like a new ideology, too, because like back then people are like, you know, stick to your party. And exactly, like, yeah. no matter what, you're loyal yeah. to the party. That's why I hated Joe Biden's shit. Vote blue, no matter who. Mm-hmm. But yeah, blue, politics no aside. <laughs> yeah, politics aside, we don't talk about politics on here. It's a, it's important to create those safe spaces, and and you know, there's going to be resistance, but let's try and stand up for the people who are being victimized by the system, so that the resist like that resistance isn't as bad. It doesn't come down as bad. It doesn't another blizzard situation doesn't happen again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like you know, having people in your corner and making sure that people are safe. We need more, we need more men in the corner though, because, because the way, the the way it works is like socially men being well, men and women, (laughs) everybody. No, no, yeah. yeah. But what I mean is what I'm trying to get at is that we, because we, a majority of women, more people in power to be in the corner. Yes. That's essentially, (laughs) thank you. That's what I was trying to get at, but I was, being a clown um <laughs> but the thing is also because a lot of women are art in that corner right like they're yeah. they're waiting and like men need to just step into that and be like listen i stand with i stand with them like I, they are equal to us like we are yeah. all equal like that's just how it is and men have to realize like you don't have to be like the super hyper masculine dude all the fucking time like i like i told you know in my my situation now like i i told her straight up i'm like listen I'm not the most masculine dude. Like I am a clown. I'm just, I'm just me. Like I am just me and you can take it. Cause like when I was younger, people would always call me gay. Like my stepfather would call me a fag all the time. And like, cause I played video games. I didn't play football. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't understand like what that has to do with anything. So, you know, I don't mind. And I personally don't mind it. Like I, for example, I use, I, like when I'm dating somebody and someone asks, oh, do you have a girlfriend? I say, yeah, I do have a partner. I use the word like partner, right? Like it's like, uh, I don't have to say girl. Like it's not to be like, ha, I'm causing issues, I am. right? It's, it's, it's a more meaningful word, you know? And yeah. um, so I think, but I think a lot of things should be thought about that way, right? Like, I don't know. That's just kind of, those are some of, those are some of the things like I've kind of started to do. Realize. For, real, yeah, realize and like also just incorporate into just my normalcy, right? Like huh. just use, just kind of things like that. More thoughtful. Well, yeah, exactly. Being just more thoughtful. like And deliberate one, with whatever you're doing. Yeah, because like one thing I hate the most is like when um, kids, uh, earlier this year, I gave them an assignment that lets me learn about them personally. So I read one-on-one what they wrote. And a lot of kids came out to me. I remember I told you guys, right? 
Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of, I have a lot of students that are like uh, transitioning or, or somewhere along the, on, on the queer spectrum. Right. And um, I can't begin to tell you how many teachers just make fun of like, they're just, they're like, oh, they don't know what they're going through or, you know, today they're them today, tomorrow they're he tomorrow, the next day they're she next, next thing they're a yeah. tree. I'm just like, I'm like, yo, just let them live their high school life. Like they're just trying to figure out what the fuck this world is. Like yeah. let them fuck around, man. Like they're coming into their own. Yeah. <laughs> like, let, let them learn if, and you know, if they, if they don't, if it doesn't work out, then it's, it's like, if, for example, if they want to be Susie for the first three months and then they eventually say, Hey, yo, Mr. D, you know, I think I'm going to just go back to, to Jared. That's yeah. fine. That's totally fine. Like, or if they stay Susie, like you can stay. Susie. Yeah. Any, anything it's your life, you know, mm-hmm. and don't let like other people, it just, it annoys me so much because I know, I know like, those people in power, they they have power and they don't realize how much they affect the lives of others. Oh, no. no, they realize that's the problem. <laughs> Mia, that's the problem. They do realize. <laughs> they, they they have the money, they have the power, and they can control how things essentially work. And Just because, because the they is, didn't figure out who they wanted to be when they were younger, you know, doesn't mean they have to take it out on yep. these people. And with, <laughs> and, and with these things, right, like phones and technology, it's just it's just a lot more easier to like control people. But also because of technology, it also helped people to kind of like create these safe spaces like online virtually because physically you couldn't be openly queer in a lot of places in the United States um, mm-hmm. without people giving you a lot of shit for it or even threatening your life. Right. So yeah, people mm-hmm. would form online communities where they can express their identity and kind of really come into themselves. So, you know, um, I know my sister that's kind of like a very similar story to hers Mm -hmm. so like a lot of that's how she explored online with her friends and like she has friends that she's known for 10 15 years and she just was able to meet one like in new york for a day and but they were there when she was like going through like who am i and like what do i want to do and you know and my sister said is they still is figuring things out you know and it's Mm -hmm. like not i'm not i mean she's she's open about it um so like that's why i'm saying it but you know like you know it's it's she you know it's She's also one of the things that made me realize in terms, so Phil helped me with like, kind of like that behavior. But when it came to talking mm-hmm. about like gender identity and being queer, um, I remember when I was like 17 or 18 or when I was about to move out, um, my sister came into my room one day crying because I lived downstairs in the basement. Um, and then she, she, she told me about like all the time she would like, you know, self-harm and things like that because of like how she would be treated and like what my things my stepfather would say and stuff. Because mm-hmm. you know, my sister was trying to figure out, like, she's pansexual, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's when I realized, I'm just like, cause I, you know, because, you know, sometimes we say the word gay and, like, you know, stuff like that. And it's it's not, like, to make, like, to when I say it or when I have said it, it's not to make fun of a gay person, right? It's, like, this thing that, it's like that it's like the same like girl issue right it's the same the gaming issue. culture is has yeah. instilled it into you to use that word as as like bad right yeah derogatory and so then it makes it makes gay men look bad right because if yep. you're associating gay in video games with bad gay in sexuality terms means bad yeah. so mm-hmm. and then i read then i started realizing i'm like what my sister goes through like i didn't feel that and it's like learning about identity and things like that like it she, she really privilege yeah, yeah, no, no, literally 100% checking my privilege. Like, I'm a white dude, right? Like, I'm I'm a white dude. Like, I I remember, um, one of one of one of the kids I actually teach now, uh, her older sister, um, when I was making these podcasts, 
Uh, she called me a what, just another white dude making another white podcast with white ideas and shit like oh. that. I'm like, if that's what you, I'm like, and I, and I didn't, I, I did not even argue with her. I said, listen, if that's how you feel, you are entitled to your thoughts. But I just hope you know that like my podcast, my thesis, the things that I do is to uplift other people's voices and contribute to the conversation by highlighting what people with these experiences are saying and thinking and experiencing so that other people can kind of empathize and realize for themselves and have that moment of learning. Because this is not about me. This is about both of you and the experiences you've gone through in your life, what my sisters and cousins have gone through in their life in terms of gaming and technology and associating with it. Mm-hmm. And that's a, it was a very strong moment for me because it made me, because I was, I was very, I was actually very upset when she said I was very, very, very conflicted. Cause I'm like, shit, what if I am just another white dude? Like, what does my opinion matter? What does it matter what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. And I talked and I talked to, um, the uh, the administrative head from the history department at my at my alma mater uh, Rutgers, mm-hmm. and I told her about this whole issue and stuff like that. And she's like, "Tom, if I know anything about you, you're a very genuine, caring person, and you go out of your way to do as much as you can for people. Um, but sometimes you have to be careful what you say because sometimes you may mean one thing, but the way it comes off is very different. So you have to not, like you, you, the intentions are there and the rightness is there, but you need to be able to." you know, just control how it comes out. And that's something yeah. that I've been trying execution. to execute. <laughs> yeah. You know, like a colleague or something or Darius is or something, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like that's, that's the thing that I work on. Like, I'm not perfect. Like I, you guys know I'm not perfect. Like I, but I, it comes from a place of like gen, gen being like genuine about things. Like, I hope you feel that way. Like, I hope you, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. you, know what I'm, you know what I'm trying to say? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like I just want other like men. I want other people to realize these mistakes that we make or like other gamers. I want all gamers, like men, women, everybody yeah. like to realize that don't just go with the flow. Like if something bothers you and irks you, don't just contribute to it, but like stand up and be like, why are we saying this? And question it, question it, be like, yo, why are we using this term? Why are we saying yeah. this? Like, this is unnecessary. So it's like, you know, and I, I, I get the slip ups and I get why you use it. And I, understand but like we need to just like get better and i need to also get better and i i kind of like there are some people that i can tell when it's like beyond the point of me being able to call them out and Mm -hmm. you know have a a conversation and like you know make it a learning experience right but you know like with you if i call you out i know that you're genuinely like your intentions are good. So if I do catch you slipping up, like I can just be like, Hey Tom, like, you know, this thing the other day, like, can we try to not say that? (laughs) Or like, it made me feel this way. So Mm -hmm. like, can we try to avoid that in the future? Um, And some people are, you know, just brick walls when it comes to that just bounces off of them and other people like you are, are receptive to it and I appreciate that about you um Thanks, and <laughs> also like you said like the podcast and like amplifying people's voices and making sure that they're heard I think that's another one of the things that we can do to help you know equalize the gaming community for for women and non-binary um folks and like if you're listening to this podcast 
go do your research, find like your female content creators, your non-binary content creators and go support them because they have good content. So <laughs> I'm sure you're going to be able to find one that like you enjoy, right? So go and, and support them and and give them a platform to voice their opinions and and their views and experiences like like Tom's doing for us. Mm-hmm. Deep. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, no. Um it I can like I can talk about it forever. Like it's obviously <laughs> like I have 90 pages of this shit. Yeah. So wow. <laughs> um well I do wanna like bring it to a close and I just kind of want you guys to kind of give us like your farewell. Kind of like um you can use this time to uh leave like a message like kind of like what you hope for people to get from this um if you'd like to leave any handles of any of your uh professional um media so like if you're like mia's into art and stuff so like mia you can leave all your handles and stuff mm-hmm. like that so just leave it for the audience like whatever what's like what is like the last statement you'd like everyone to know if it was like one general it doesn't have to be like a sentence but like a statement like your your mm-hmm. final statement that sums up this whole thing this is a lot of pressure tom yeah well i don't know i i mean i feel like mia did a good job of it <laughs> i i do yeah. have one more point though could i yeah yeah go ahead for, for like improving in. improving the community as a whole you said um before about like teaching um and i i was in robotics when i was in high school i was into all of that nerdy stuff and now i'm a mentor and teacher for kids for coding um and I also ran a robotics summer camp before and like making those spaces safe and exposing younger girls to like how cool robots can be, you know, because mm-hmm. sometimes they don't, they don't get that exposure because they're always gifted Barbies and, mm-hmm. you know, quote unquote girl toys. Um, so like sharing that kind of stuff with the younger generations too, and making them feel comfortable in um, those areas, whether it be like girls in coding or robotics or like STEM fields in general, um, or like boys in fashion and um, cheerleading and those things, like just expose them to this, this different kind of, I guess, content. And, you know, sometimes the like one of the most rewarding things for me when I was teaching the robotics camp was like these little girls they didn't want anything to do with robotics so they would come and they would sit in a corner and they would just like you know play on their phones or like not pay attention to what was going on so I like would go over to them and try to get them building things and I was like hey why don't we make like something that's cool for you guys and so they ended up making like a little robotic fan that can dry their nails after they paint them and they're like oh this is super cool like you know we can actually build stuff that's useful for us you know Mm -hmm. so and I guess like that exposure is is going to help more people feel more welcome in these kinds of environments too Mm mm-hmm Last thing, you totally (laughs) reminded me because like with safe spaces, like, you know, I run video game club. It's like the largest club at my school (laughs) and uh, (laughs) I have like 73 kids. And mm-hmm. in, wow. in Microsoft Teams, they, they have a ta- they have a tag. So when I add them, they're called gamers. 
Um, and I call them <laughs> gamers. So, um, but I, it, it is a safe space for a lot of the kids because, you know, obviously like I used to be bullied for playing video games, which was like weird growing up. So they know for a fact it is a space where they can be themselves, hang out with their friends, talk about video games, nerd out, have fun. Um, and I kind of like also try to in, um, encapsulate like that presence in my classrooms too. So I have a lot of students that are non-binary. So like they feel safe in those classes and um, they contribute their opinions. And even most recently, what I did is we had a Boilermaker break. It was like essentially just like the last block on Friday. And it was mm-hmm. nice because it was my birthday too. Uh, <laughs> we, um, it, we basically, you just have to do like a social emotional learning exercise with the kids. So like, it was going to be like boring icebreakers or stuff. So I asked the vice principal, like, can I bring my switch and have a, a video game tournament? And she was like, yeah, I'm like, say less. <laughs> so we had, we had a 16, we had a 16 bracket super smash uh, ultimate tournament. And um, out of that tournament, the, the four finalists, uh, so like the four semifinalist people, uh, two mm-hmm. of them were, two of them were girls. Nice. And two, and two of them were uh, dudes. Um, the girls yeah. lost, the girls lost their semifinal matches. Um, one, she was new to the game. And then the other one used to play a lot on Wii and she was fucking everybody up with Kirby. It was lit. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, but you know, and that, that was just amazing to see. Cause it was, and there was a lot of girls just trying and playing the game literally for fun. Everybody yeah, exactly. in the room playing the game for fun. It doesn't matter who was good. It wasn't about being good. Cause what I'm yeah. going to do is when, when I go back to school on Tuesday, um, I'm just gonna give them all five points on their next test. Cause like just for participating. Yeah. Hmm. It's about enjoying. So, exactly. <laughs> so, and, yeah. So and I want them to know, like, like, this is like for everybody, right? Like, this is like a safe space. Like it's fun. Like we just had fun, mm-hmm. you know? So that's kind of like what I want gaming to be. I want gaming to be just like people just fucking having fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want it to be like like what I had with my brother when I was growing up, you know, bonding experiences, enjoyable experiences, you know. Mm-hmm. That do, do be it. So I hope that inspired, <laughs> I hope that inspired your final is uh, your final sentence. <laughs> my final, final statement. Sentence. Your final statement. That sounded like a death sentence. I'm sorry. <laughs> um be like Phil. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> but not um, just Phil, but Tom too. Yeah, talk to you. Because, like, you saw that girl with that guy who was super uncomfortable. Like, if you didn't do anything, would anybody have done anything? What would have happened to her? Exactly. Exactly. So if you see some something, like, suspicious going on, you should step in and, like, try to help the other person out. Yeah. Yeah, No no matter how, like, scary it can be. Because it's, like, you know, you don't know if this guy has a fucking knife or a gun. It's, -hmm. like, it's scary, but, you know... How else, is, how else is it going to get done? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Mia, do you want to link your handles? Oh, yeah. Um, I stream occasionally. <laughs> I don't have a really set schedule yet, but I want to get on it, hopefully, before the year ends. Um, and you can find me at The Real Me on Twitch. And then on Instagram, you can find me under the tag The Real Me Cosplay. Um, so you can see my costumes there and any of the art stuff that i'm working on too and i'll link it in the description as well so cool tisha do you have anything you want to link no i'm not really big <laughs> on anything you want to play league with anybody you can tell them your league uh summoner name tjo5177 uh, <laughs> I, I can i can i can link your league names too if you're, yeah we can do that too yeah that mine's cool. akasha75 yeah, I'll link all I'll link all of ours. So if anyone if we find any gamers, you guys want to play with us, yeah. Any gamers oh, want a yeah. game, 
<laughs> oh, it's actually it's it's funny because um i i use the term i don't know if i say that do i i say that a lot to you guys right i'm like yo what's up gamers yeah you do yeah so my uh youngest one of my younger sisters michaela um she texted me um she said happy birthday gamer because <laughs> i'm picking it up from you <laughs> yeah, yeah that's well that's how we talk to each other because you know she that's like that's like my little weird mini me now like she's so like weird yeah so but yeah whoever it, wants to game with us like i will we, make it a safe space we don't, we don't, <laughs> yeah you. we don't we don't we don't bite either so. <laughs> i mean maybe i do sometimes i don't know mm. <laughs> 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 all right all right so um so thank you for listening everybody and i want to also thank you both for uh taking the time out of your wonderful saturday uh november the 20th to yep. do this podcast after <laughs> we've been talking about it for months and i'm i was i feel like there's so much we missed mm-hmm. but like we'll, we'll find a way to like add more. it's it's a never-ending topic part two so. yeah I'm, <laughs> listen, listen you know i'm always down but you know we gotta end it at some point yeah i know <laughs> we, we've been talking for a while now mm-hmm. i have to eat dinner uh, no, screw, din- screw dinner there's social unrest we need to fix it i gotta go watch arcane that's what i gotta do oh true 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 all right <laughs> all right so we're gonna wrap it up here thank you both for joining me today i will link uh socials and everything in the description if you're interested in that um and you know like always just make sure you stay informed thank you for listening have a wonderful evening bye bye